Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, an associate pastor here at High View Church, and today I am sitting around the table with Chad Williams and Joshua Hildebrandt. Hey, bud. Zuh. Hey, hey, guys! You just, yeah, you, I was just talking to you. You were only greeting one of us. I know which one. Realized, that's the question. Yeah, that's a good point. Who's your bud? I'll, I'll, I'll let the you were looking at I'll Chad, let the mystery so I feel left uh, out. Oh, okay, yeah. The, I'll, I'll let the, the the mystery of that mm, just kind of very. <laughs> Josh was like, "This is I just multiple added the plural." <laughs> <laughs> well, we are uh, we're glad to be here with both of you today uh, to record another episode of the Hobby Podcast. Have you guys uh, had a good good week? We're coming off of Thanksgiving. I'm recovering. Um, recovering from Thanksgiving? Yeah. Did you guys have a good uh, good break with your family? And Oh, yeah. It was great. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. It's got all the good stuff, none of the fluff. Mm. Just great, great day. Yeah, and, and now, you know, um, listening to some Christmas tunes and yeah. uh, at an, appro- an appropriate Time, time of year. See, the the problem is you guys <laughs> and, have uh, been, been you guys have been missing out on the hey, joy. Been I've been enjoying since uh, mid mid November. <laughs> mid November, mid October. Yeah, do, probably. Do, are you? You're a uh, you, you're a right after Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christmas, after then, then it's all Christmas stuff. After after Halloween, this is this is me. I'm just completely oh i'm well that's not coming through okay never mind i'll knock that out let's try to get uh total total fail there try to get some mute some christmas music going um yeah so i i really do uh of course today we're recording on december 1st i, le- I legitimately almost wore a santa shirt to the office today just <laughs> should to have. i should have it Bring fantastic it's fine now i don't um, care that's the thing it's fine. At now. this point, it's well, it's appropriate. I oh, enjoy! Some, I think we need some context here. Chad went on an epic rant about <clears> the inappropriate uh, not nature true. of um, playing. Well, I supported the rant. I'm not. I'm not coming out against the rant. I'm in full support of the rant. Right about playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I appreciated. I appreciated your support. That was a. That was a, a you know a, a brother coming to your aid in a, in a moment where you're taking fire from all sides. When you see something that's true, was a, you get behind it. What was a truly? Uh, it is. That's all. That's all. Uh, that's all I can play. We we'll get copyrighted. Song, let's take that song apart. <laughs> it, yeah. It's the most wonderful time. There's a time and a place for everything. Ecclesiastes. The Bible says this. Says that. Yeah, that's and, true. That's and, true. You know, time so, to plant. Well, a time to put up mm, stuff. Right. A, a time, time to, to take play down. Christmas songs. And a time, that's not what it says. Yes. Um, you know, there's also a very important time in our lives that happens more regularly than Christmas. It's every week, mm. right? <laughs> Talk about right. the segue what, of the year. What a great segue. We what are great segue. continuing our conversation about rediscovering church, uh, talking through this book um, that was presented to us uh, by Colin Hansen and Jonathan Lehman, two brothers from the Nine Marks organization, um, and they are writing a book, um, have written a book called Rediscover Church, Why the Body of Christ is Essential. And so we've been talking through this book chapter by chapter because we feel like it's a helpful resource. Um, actually, we've been uh, wanting to give some of these books away as well. So yeah. if, let's just start giving them away. I know, because nobody's, really, <laughs> nobody's really listening to us. If, <laughs> I'm like, hey, we leave can a rating actually, and review. We can give one. To, we, have, we have so many. We crickets. can give one to everyone who listens. But we, but so we just, have to. But here's the thing. So just tell us you listen. We have to know that you and listen. We'll give, 
That's so true. go and leave a review of the podcast. Yeah. Right. I, I had noticed we have, we have got some reviews. We've got two. We've had two for about two years. So <laughs> um, anyway, but if you it's want a copy good. of rediscover church, we would be more than happy to give you one so that you can read along and rediscover church for yourself. Or there's another way to win. I, I'm, I'm making a, I'm making a call here. Just stop. There's by. another way to win. Um, visit Highview. Uh-huh. If you're here at Highview, uh, any of the Sundays in December, and you just heard, this come up podcast, to Tyler right? mm. uh, at any point and say, mm. "Hey, I'd like to claim my copy ah. of Rediscover Church," because clearly you're you're here, you're rediscovering right. church. Yes, you you have gathered, and you right. would only know to ask that if you listen to the podcast. Right? right. If you made that, it that's past, what I'm saying. we're we're burying this, but <laughs> if you made it past all the ridiculousness about Christmas music, you deserve right. a copy that's of true. of this book. <laughs> Um, we're, we're thankful that you're listening with us. We really are. We're thankful to all of our listeners. I love Christmas music, Tyler. Me too. I, I have no I problem don't. with Christmas music. I didn't say really? Yeah. Okay. We, we'll See, talk I'm about that later. Scrooge in this, ta- at this we've, table. Mo- we've moved on. We, we've moved on for, to rediscover church. Rediscover church. Yeah. So we are continuing our discussion through this really helpful book, uh, into chapter three, which uh, presents a question in the title, uh, that I think is really, really critical for us to consider, especially coming out of 2020. Um, and even through this year, 2021, as there's uh, been all of the questions of how do we deal with uh, physical gatherings in the midst of a pandemic where everything was uh, shut down by necessity um, while we were trying to be you know, responding to this particular worldwide situation. Um, but the question on the table today uh, from this resource is, do we really need to gather does the church really need to physically be present with one another? And so as we've been doing at the beginning of these discussions, I want to read through the the holistic definition uh, that, that this book has presented to what a church is, and we'll highlight the section that we're going to be talking about today. So the definition of church that we're working through is this. A church is a group of Christians who assemble as an earthly embassy of Christ's heavenly kingdom to proclaim the good news and commands of Christ the King, to affirm one another as his citizens through the ordinances, and to display God's own holiness and love through a unified and diverse people in all the world following the teaching and example of elders. And so the little statement, the phrase of this definition that we're going to be talking about today is the second assertion, which is, uh, who assemble as an earthly embassy of Christ's heavenly kingdom. Um, so quite simply, I want to throw the question out to you guys. Do we really need to gather? Yes. Okay. Well, end of the episode. Let's, right. uh, we're going. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are going to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you unpack that for us, <laughs> Pastor Chad? Uh, pretty simple, I think, though. The... Uh, the word ecclesia that we translate as church is basically gathering in the Greek. Yeah. Um, so the, the new Testament just doesn't know of a church that doesn't gather. Mm. Um, now there's lots of conversation and lots of discussion and, uh, within, um, the global church about what that gathering should look like and what mm-hmm. that gathering, uh, where that gathering should happen. Should, can it, can it happen? Um, in two different places, can it happen in in you know two different services in the same place? Can it, or should it be one gathering in one location, one place? Yeah. Um, and uh, I know I, I we know where the authors stand on that. Yeah. Um, but uh, they believe it's it's uh, one place, one gathering. But um, and and I agree with that. Um, but uh, it's a the, 
you can't disconnect the church from the gathering when when yeah. literally a church is is the gathering. Uh, like that's that's what church that's what a church is is uh, uh, the ecclesia. Yeah, I think there's um, more and more confusion uh, in today's world kind of as technology continues to increase. You think, uh, you know, during the time of, uh, you know, the scriptures being written in the early church, um, there wasn't such a thing as watching on a device. I mean, unless you were in someone's presence, you weren't with them. You weren't calling them on a phone. So you were either together or you were separate. And now we have this kind of nuanced, well, are we really together or are we not together? But I think that the truth is, is that there are some things that uh, no matter how much a blessing technology may be, it can't fully account for just the the reality of being present with, right. a, with a body of believers. Yeah, um, especially even in the, the beginning of this chapter, uh, the author highlights that groups of people are powerful. Um, he talks about some of the the ways we've seen groups of people be very constructive, but also very destructive. Um, basically, if you assemble a group of people around a common goal or a common um, idea, a, a common mission, um, it's near impossible to accomplish those things alone. But when you start to gather people around a, a common mission, um, it's it's kind of almost impossible to stop uh, right. if you if you drive people with the same the same idea the same common mission the same common values um, and, and that that particularly as a church we see those things as um, gospel centrality we we have a, a whole list of our, our core commitments as Highview Church um, but that's one of the reasons why we we want to to highly encourage everyone that is a member of of Highview Church to be physically gathered because it's it's commanded in Scripture. We're, we're told that we ought to physically gather together um, because it's that's that's an obedience issue. Yeah, right? I think one of the important things about gathering is not just you being there for what you receive and 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 the you know what it gives to you for your presence being there, but the fact what your presence does to another person. Yeah, um, I think there's a unstated kind of accountability that happens just when I gather and I see. Hey, there's so and so. Like, there's a lot of unstated things that happen in our hearts relationally when we just are around people that it's nuanced. Yeah. But you just don't get if you're across a screen. Like, yeah. and you know, you really lose some of those nuanced uh, relational elements if you're just not present with people. Right. Yeah. The 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 authors make a good point that the Bible ends with a gathering. Yep. That all of God's people are gathered. Those aren't avatars. Those are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, it does the, the, I think it's important the, the, to understand like all of human history is heading towards a gathering and not a zoom call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And that the point that they make there is that ultimately these local assemblies, these local gatherings um, that we have as churches today are a foretaste of that, that particular reality. Right. It's a, it's a small, just like he, he ties it to, um, receiving communion is just a small uh, elemental taste of Christ's overall sacrifice, right. which is this much bigger, glorious picture. Um, each time you gather with the church, it's a it's a smaller expression of this heavenly, glorious reality that we all will physically experience one day. It will be an embodied presence with one another and with with God fully, uh, without this veil of of sin and and you know corruption that, that totally right now separates us from, from him. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, there's, you know, the element of just people are so lonely. 
right? Mm-hmm. And and we because of sin, we're disconnected from God. We're disconnected from one another. Yeah. But there's this beautiful picture that happens, I think, when the church gathers, where there's a unity around the gospel and around Christ that kind of is a foretaste of sin once and finally being destroyed in the age to come yeah. when, when there's no more separation, right? right. And it's kind of like that, the unity of a husband and a wife, you know, of being together. It's the, the church gathers together and uh, that loneliness and brokenness that is so prevalent in the world in that moment on Sunday morning doesn't exist in the mm-hmm. united body of Christ. Right. Um, I, I think one of the things that's, uh, if we want to go to, to scripture to kind of uh, back up these these claims, uh, one of the the passages that that comes to mind is um, is Ephesians two, where it talks about us being one in Christ. It says therefore, mm-hmm. remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision, but what is called the circumcision, uh, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh, the dividing wall of hostility. Yeah. I think it's so important that people connect the privilege of gathering. Mm -hmm. Like we shouldn't, technology is great. Technology, it it is better to be able to be on a zoom call than not to be able to see someone at all. Yes. Right. But we shouldn't accept these lower forms of mm-hmm. relational kind of interactions right. when when God has uh, called us together directly together. And yeah. I don't think we, I don't think human beings will yeah. long term. Mm-hmm. Like, th- mm. there's a reason why this Thanksgiving the travel data and everything was so crazy high. Yeah. Um, people are, yeah. they've had, you know, quite frankly, they've had enough of of the virtual. Uh, just generic, like as a, you know, obviously uh, there's still people who are, uh, you know, quarantined. And when they, I think one of the things that's happened out of COVID is if we have any type of sickness, we're very likely to shut it down. Yeah. Um, just generally play it safe as, as much as we can and, and on and on there. But generally speaking, there is a craving and a desire that, ha- that I think in some ways COVID and that year and a half yeah. of kind of, missing out on a lot of those things has amplified people who maybe two years ago or in 2019 didn't travel home for, for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm desperate for it now. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. get there. Yeah. And we saw that in our church. And one of the things that, that they mentioned in the book and the book was written kind of in the middle of the pandemic or, or maybe last fall and, and came out this year. Um, they mentioned that the popularity of, uh, of online services. And at the time they mm-hmm. were, at the time, at the time of yeah. work, uh, I was actually I came across a, a, a an article that was written called "The Surprising Attendance Decline of Streaming Worship Services," and they found that ninety percent of churches report massive yeah. declines mm. in their peak attendance that that they had do online attendance. Yeah. Is that yeah. what they're calling it during the during the pandemic. Yeah, down so ninety percent of churches seeing massive declines from that from that peak right and they're and they're trying to uh they're trying to understand why what's happening and they give um, i'll give these really briefly but they give five reasons uh five observations about this uh one is the desire to return to in-person worship services was a pent-up demand far greater than we thought it would be yep. mm. Two, watching streaming services never developed into a habit yeah 
No, in other words, people, you use technology for convenience. You don't use it always habitually. You mainly use it to fill time and to, to right. be productive and different. You know, you, you binge watch something cause you just give out from the day, but you're not like, Hey, at 3 PM on Sunday, I'm going to Netflix for two hours. Right. Mm. It's a, it's, it's, it's something you, you know, um, yeah. Number three was the novelty is worn off. It's just, who yep. cares? It's, mm-hmm. it's just one more thing now. Uh, number four was be careful not to invest too heavily in streaming services, just encouraging churches not to go all in on streaming. Yeah. Like this is the new way of church. The people are right. saying it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like j- just by and large, Christians mm-hmm. around the world are like saying, this isn't what we want. Um, and this isn't, something's wrong with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's an encouragement not to abandon the digital space completely. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which which we wrestle with. Sure. With that all the time. We just had a conversation yesterday in a meeting about uh, the you know our digital presence and where we're at, kind mm-hmm. of and what we're doing. So, um, yeah. a lot to think through there. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the an important point the the shift has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as popular yeah. as it was. Um, a year ago. Yeah. And I think we would say like, if we're wanting to, to kind of bring this into terms specifically for Hivey church, um, our particular mission can't be fully accomplished That's with right. just an online presence. Like we might, cause no our, our mission statement right. is engaging, developing and deploying deep disciples of Jesus with, with the gospel. Right. So, I mean, we are able to do part of that. We can engage people, Right. We can we can a have level, a certain yeah. level like of right. reach. And that's what we've seen, like where people have found the, the church specifically online or have talked about how are the resources we've we've been making have been blessings or, or good tools and you know that ways for them to right. be engaged with truth. But there's no way we're developing disciples yeah. through those things. I think like, there's a yeah, yeah, there's a really important dynamic in all this. Chad was sitting on it, too. And it's the sticking element that makes people stick to a church. And of course, there's different factors of that, but it's not just a good sermon. It's mm-hmm. not just good right. worship. It's not just good right. content. Those things are important, but you can get those things online. You can, I've heard great sermons online. Yeah. But the thing that sticks people, makes them come back, is they hear those things in the context of a body of mm-hmm. believers, you know, of a group of people. And, uh, you know, um, I just think that's so po- important. One of the things I've tried to develop in myself. Um, is a thankfulness for the gathering. So not a thankfulness yeah. for the sermon, not like, man, I'm glad mm. we got a good preacher, or man, I heard a good yeah. sermon, although I am thankful for that. But Which we had a good sermon this last Sunday. From, it, was, it was amazing. From Pastor yeah. Josh. Well, Josh. But, but one of the things that you often don't think of is like a thankfulness for the fact that you're gathered with this group of people. Like that's mm. the spiritual element of the Sunday morning reality is, yeah. is the actual gathering. Right. So to be thankful for that and conscious of that is really important. Well, what you're experiencing when when you are thankful for that, what you're acknowledging is this is how God, mm-hmm. like this is how He's chosen to tell the story of all of human history. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. the The Bible begins with God creating flesh and blood human beings, and then being present with them in Eden. The Bible hinges on Emmanuel, God with us, God literally with, God yeah. with us, um, coming, condescending coming to earth, um, living a perfect life, dying in our place. And then the Bible ends with we're all together. That, yeah. that, and, symbol, and so, yeah. so in, a, in some ways, like you, you can't even understand your humanity without understanding that, mm-hmm. without understanding physical yeah. presence. Like you can't understand right. it. You, 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 it. So you're getting, when you see, when I, when I look out, when there, there's this moment, and in, in I'm sure you experienced it Sunday, and I'm sure you, Tyler, mm-hmm. you've experienced it as well, like mm-hmm. preaching, 
where um, when I get when I when I come up to the pulpit and I'm about to start, and you just look, there, there's this this joy and this happiness, this this like moment yeah. where mm-hmm. you're just like you're reminded, like I'm reminded, Jesus died for like flesh and blood people, for for people yeah. like this yeah. and this and this and this person over here and this, like, and that Jesus didn't send an email, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he like, sent himself. Yeah. Charles Spurgeon, yeah. I gave this quote that the prayers of the church are God's intentions. And I said, you know, when I look out across the congregation, what I see, God's intentions. Yeah. Like, you good. know, when we when we see Highview Church, mm-hmm. it didn't exist a few years ago, but God intended that it would, and so he put it in the hearts of people and we prayed. We're yeah. reminded that God is building his church. We're reminded yeah. of God's intentions when we see the people that he's right. you know, saved. And right. So Yeah. I, one of the one of the quotes uh that we we've already talked about before the, the podcast from the book um was uh simply it says, Let's praise God that the Christian life is more than just an information transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause we can, we can do that. Like we can put together blog posts. We can preach good sermons. We could um, even what we, we did during the thick of the pandemic, like we put together, you know, produced songs with team members mm-hmm. and like we, and we still, we stream our services um, again, not saying that we ever want to um, do away with that because we believe those are good tools. Um, but I'm glad that it's more than that. The, what we get to experience as a part of, the body of Christ is more than just, all right, let me, let me listen to this lecture. Let me listen to a message. Let me try to get, you know, quote unquote fed. Um, but it's also about an investment. What, what am I bringing to the table? That's blessing others. How am I stirring one another up to love and good works? And, um, as we, you know, we'd had our Hebrew series recently and the, and the author mentions uh, the passage from Hebrews 10, where he says that we should not neglect to gather together, um, because we are, we do have that mission to stir one another up, and you can't do that. Um, you can't have that physical presence online. You just can't do it. Yeah, it's one not of, the same. It really no, is it's not. It's not the same. One of the Everybody most convicting mm-hmm. elements, oftentimes, to you know Chad's sermon or whoever's preaching, you know, the content is is one of the hooks, but it's also then I apply that content to those that I'm in the room with. Mm. So am I loving them properly? Am I serving them properly? Am I leading my family in a way that that is an example uh, to the younger fathers in the room? And when I watch that same sermon in my bedroom on my screen, sure, there's still some points of conviction, but I don't think they go down as deep. I don't Mm. think they're applied as deep to my heart as they are Mm. when I'm in the context of community. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the problems with, with online church is it, it doesn't inconvenience you nearly enough. Yeah. Like you can, in other words, you can experience a Sunday morning with very little inconvenience, mm-hmm. and that's actually not good for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they actually, they talk about that, but like that's mm-hmm. um, you you can do a lot of things, but um, there, there's some things you that if you do them out of love, they're going to inconvenience you. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and so it's uh, we already know this intuitively. We know this instinctively. Um, because again, who in their right mind, uh, you've been away from your family for three or four days, um, and, uh, you get home and, uh, and the kids run up to you and you're like, hang on a second. Actually, can you guys FaceTime me? I'm going to go upstairs and can we, of course, you're mm-hmm. never going to do that. You're going to hug and kiss your kids and, and your yeah. wife and, and, and you're going to enjoy yeah. their physical presence. You're not, you're not going to choose yeah. the lesser virtual interaction Absolutely. you're just never yeah. going to ever do that yeah. so so we all know this i think that that there's something in us though that that feels like this is a way for us to maybe feel christian and experience some christian mm-hmm. teaching and and and, and avoid and the uncomfortable like, part. and avoid all mm-hmm. the things that come with it 
And if we can just justify it to ourselves that this is church anyway, and this is this is okay, and and we're right. the church really is just like you went to church. I'm using quotation marks. You went to church mm-hmm. if you heard a sermon. No, right. you did not. No, nope. no, you did not. No, you did not. No. And that's what I mean. We've wrestled with you. You were talking about like how we wrestle with online presence. Like we've talked about yeah um, the live stream mm-hmm. aspect of this. Yeah, like w- whether or not that's good, mm-hmm. whether or not that's helpful. Um, not saying we don't have our content online, but but when do we have it online? And we've wrestled with a we lot. We don't want of these it to guys. be a stumbling still block. Still wrestling yeah. with these things. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we don't want to enable mm-hmm. people to kind <laughs> yeah. of build this new reality about right. about what what the the ecclesia is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think trying to to present this type of because um, again, we don't want to to say that. These digital tools are bad. We've said that over and over. Nope. Um, we see them as valuable ways, but they're not a they're not an alternative. Uh, they are a supplement, right? We, we've tried to, to view them as that a supplemental thing that got us through um, a particular season where it was more wise for us to not gather um, physically in person. Um, but now that we are physically gathering in person, uh, I almost see that as it's a stepping stone toward welcoming someone into the physical gathering. So I'm always blessed when someone shows up on Sunday morning as a guest and they tell us, Hey, we've been watching your sermons, but we're, we want to be here now. Yeah. I, um, I like love that, that. Yeah. And I love when we, we have a church member that gathers with us regularly and they go on vacation with their family and they're driving and we see, Hey, checked in listening to the sermon. Cause they've been following along in Hebrews and yeah. they don't want to miss one of the sermons. Right. Their intention right. is and their heart is with us. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a way for us to keep people connected with our content and what we're teaching, right. but it's never meant to, you know, mm-hmm. do away with the physical gathering. Yeah. Um, Cause as we've, we've already said, and the book makes a good, good point of this, that, that this whole thing we're trying to build <laughs> this, this church, this Christian life is not just about, making sure we have all the right information transferred to all the people. There really is uh, a, a special obligation on us to to have this shared experience, <clears throat> to, to come alongside one another, to encourage one another, to challenge each other with, with the truths of Scripture, um, to be known by one another, to weep when others weep, to rejoice when others rejoice. And um, that best happens when we, we've built a life together in person. Amen. Um, being known... Uh, and knowing others, investing our time, our talents, treasures, all those things we, we try to continually talk about here at Highview, um, because we do see it as uh, it's not as as fulfilling, right? It's not as in, it personally um, encouraging. It's it's not going to to make you what you're intended to be through your experience with the church, um, which ultimately is being a disciple. Uh, that takes a very special in-person um, approach. Yeah, I think the, of Ephesians 5 where the church is being washed with the water of the word, this corporate mm-hmm. reality of God making a people yeah. that he presents then to, to mm-hmm. Christ as, mm-hmm. as a bride. You know, um, that washing happens corporately as we're, you know, sharpening iron, sharpening iron. And, you know, so there's a there's a whole corporate aspect to your Christian walk. The Bible is just filled with that language, yeah. you know, of being saved as a people. Um, that we just can't avoid and shouldn't avoid. Yeah, the the in the book, uh, the uh, the author makes mention of that very that very fact that one of the downsides of virtual church, if you want to, if that's a, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even think that's a thing, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, one of the downsides of virtual church is you don't bump into anyone mm-hmm. in the hallway, yeah. Yeah. have a quick conversation. 
you, in other words, you're enabled to not think about the body, to just think about the content you're consuming. Yeah. And that, that type of disembodying the, the message of the gospel with the people that the gospel forms is crazy dangerous. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Crazy dangerous. Yeah. And, uh, and so th- the, the physical gatherings forces you to confront that the gospel is not this disembodied message, but that the gospel is actually about the God-man's death and the people that he's forming. And, yep. and so yeah. it just forces you to deal with, with reality. Amen. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting passage. Again, he's trying to, to to argue for the physicality, like the in person nature of this, the things you miss out on in that virtual space. He he says, think about it. Maybe you struggle with a hidden hatred toward a brother all week, but then in the presence, uh, in his presence at the Lord's table, it draws you to conviction and confession. You struggle with suspicion toward a sister, but then you see her singing the same songs of praise and your heart warms. You struggle with anxiety over what's happening politically in your nation, but then the preacher declares that Christ's coming victory and vindication, and you hear shouts of amen all around you, and you recall that you belong to a heavenly citizenry of of allied in hope. Uh, You're tempted to keep struggling in the dark with secret sin, but then an older couple uh, presses the question over lunch, you know, how are you really doing? And it draws you into the light. Like these type of experiences are, are they're never going to happen if you're not physically gathered. You're not going to have those same tension points that you have to wrestle with uh, and deal with in a gospel-centered way uh, outside of a, a physical gathering. Yeah, and we just have to understand that God in his providence has chosen to sanctify the church through in the context of the church, mm-hmm. right? He, he uses um, other broken people yeah. To help sanctify other broken people. Yeah, yeah, Amen. yeah. And uh, the chapter lands on this idea that uh, that we exist as embassies. Um, really, kind of a compelling visual image of. Um, he mentions uh, actually their church uh, where they serve is located in Washington D.C. where they can walk past the embassies of other countries. And he says, you know, if you were to go in those doors, you would hear the language of that country. Yeah. You would you would see the the cultural elements of that uh, country that they're they're actually representative of somewhere else, but they're present here. Um, and and he said it's the church essentially works that same way or should work that same way. As we're gathered, uh, we speak a different language. We speak the language of love and grace and. Uh, the gospel uh, that as we separate from the world, when we physically gather in our local embassy here, um, we're, we're experiencing cultural realities that are not of this world Amen. Uh, that we get to kind of pull away from um, what we're experiencing and kind of um, trudging through all week long, which is the culture of the world. And so um, true. Yeah. And we get to, to physically gather uh, and be recur- encouraged, reminded about all these things that we're hoping for, uh, to be realities one day. Amen. Good stuff. Um, well, we hope that you've enjoyed uh, this this conversation. Let us know. Find us on social media. Uh, we're going to post the link to this uh, this podcast. Uh, let us know why you enjoy physically gathering uh, together with with this local church, or if you're somewhere else, uh, kind of tell us what you feel about about this uh, this experience. Best possible takeaway: Go to church Sunday. Yeah. Um, optimal situation mm. if you live nearby. Come to Highview Church this Sunday. Yeah, find Tyler mm. and get a copy, right, of Rediscover Church by Colin Hanson and Jonathan Lehman. They're just sitting in a box. And, and just and just cons- <laughs> we want them to sit in your in your hands. You know, I I'll say this because I I, I don't think it's funny because we're recording a podcast uh, and we're talking about um, the dangers of digital digital technology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just ironic, but. Um, 
but I, I was telling a brother this, and, I, and I, I thought about this as you were just sharing there at the end there, Tyler. Um, uh, what we're what we're not saying is that technology is is not to be used for the glory of God. Yeah, we absolutely should. We absolutely should use technology to enhance our connectivity mm-hmm. as a church. Um, and you can't enhance the connectivity of a church with by, and while downplaying yeah. the physical gathering. I think churches are going to discover this more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way I described it to this brother was, I said, um, "There's nothing wrong with calling your wife." using your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that shouldn't replace the family dinner around the meal table. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that shouldn't, that shouldn't replace mm-hmm. the, the date night that yeah. should like, yeah, call your wife, call use technology to, to supplement and yeah. add yeah. layers of connectivity without replacing the heart of connectivity. Right. Amen. It's good stuff. Well, uh, thank you guys for sitting around the table with me to, to discuss this book and uh, to record another episode of the podcast. I know our, our fans are happy uh, that we're keeping these coming out. Uh, we hope that they are beneficial, um, but we do hope that they're not your only interaction with us. Come visit with us in person. <laughs> Have a conversation with us. And take us to lunch. You know, we, we'd love to talk with us again. Amen. Take us to lunch. Let me just say that twice. Um, <laughs> No, we are, we are thankful to, to everyone listening with us. If uh, you would like to get a copy of this book, like we said, leave us a, leave us a rating and review or come and find us at church. We'd love to talk there with you go. there and uh, be present, be physically present with you. And with that being said, we will see you in the next one.